Hey there, real quick before we get into the episode, I just want to ask you a huge favor. Uh, as you know, this podcast isn't monetized and, and I really hope to keep it that way. And so what would really be awesome is if you did me the favor of passing it forward, paying it forward. Um, hit that share button if you want to share this particular episode or share the entire podcast, post it on your on your stories or in your in your social media or share it directly with any individual that you might think would appreciate and enjoy this content. I really want to continue giving you value for free, sharing this information with you because my mission is to help you on your journeys, right? And as I said, if you are finding this stuff helpful, chances are there's somebody else out there that will. So again, do me a quick favor, hit that share button and uh, let's get this message out. All right, on with the show. Media. The real purpose, the underlying hidden purpose of events is to keep people in, right? And, and this, is, this is evidenced in the fact that there is a very derogatory, derogatory term for people who stay in and who get attached to events but never build. The industry calls them cookie eaters. Hi, my name is Ronnie Cruz. After almost two decades as a career network marketer, I realized that despite continual work on my personal and professional development, that I had hit a massive brick wall. So I took a deep and honest look at myself, top to bottom, hoping to find answers. And my search led me to one conclusion. The definitions I held of my business, of my world, of my life, were the very things holding me back. If I wanted to change, if I wanted to grow beyond my current circumstances, I had to wipe the slate clean and redefine. This show is dedicated to helping you identify the belief systems, the mindsets, the very definitions that have held you back, and then help you break through those limitations to finally create the life you've been working so hard to achieve. Welcome to the Redefine Podcast. All right, welcome back to the show. Thanks for tuning in. Happy New Year. It is 2024. Can you believe it? I, I can't believe it myself. <laughs> it's gone by very, very quickly, especially since I was sick the entire last week of December. Um, that's why I actually missed the last episode of 2023. I missed the first episode, which was supposed to be on Tuesday of 2024. But hey, what matters is we're back now with the first episode of the new year, and we're actually continuing our series on network marketing. Today is going to be part five of five, um, so we're going to be closing it out with the topic of recruiting. Now, if you haven't yet listened to parts one through four, I encourage you to do that so that you have more context for today's conversation. But I, I really wanted to get into recruiting because I believe uh, recruiting is the root of all of our challenges, well, many of our challenges here in network marketing that we've experienced historically and currently, right? So uh, I want to I want to really drill down and, and explain to you why I believe that's the case and what we can do about it. And it's really relatively simple fixes. So to kick off the conversation, let's just talk numbers, right? Let's just talk sheer statistics, and and you'll start to understand why <laughs> why I have such an issue. Well, I've developed such an issue with recruiting. Now, mind you, I'm not saying recruiting is wrong. I'm not saying it's bad. Um, and I also recognize that the recruiting model has evolved out of necessity because of our limitations with the compensation plans. Right? We would we couldn't get paid until we recruited people into our uh, into our businesses. But that's no longer the case. So that's why I want to kind of make the shift in our mindset in the profession to broaden the conversation, to broaden the narrative and the definition so that we can be more inclusive and, and, and stay relevant in the marketplace. So talking sheer statistics, right? 
industry average is that for every hundred people you present to, like you, you get them to an invite, uh, to a presentation, you get them to a, um, you know, you do a one-on-one, -on -one, whatever the presentation might be. But for every pro hundred prospects that that you, that you speak with, two to three of them will join your business as distributors, right? So it's a two to three percent conversion rate, which I, you know, I, that that's what I've known historically, and I, I, you know, I looked it up, and it still seems to stand. Um, that number still steam, seems to stand, right? So for every hundred people that you talk to, every hundred prospects, two to three join your business as distributors. So we already see that that's kind of an issue, right? Right. The the sheer magnitude of the numbers of how many people you have to talk to is, I mean, it's it's monumental. Um, uh, to to t have to talk to a hundred and and only get two to three is is pretty crazy stats. And then you think about it just from this first stat, that ninety seven to ninety eight per percent of the the people that you talk to are just people you're churning through, right? So already, already we're starting to get a picture of what's realistically going on. Now, of the people that actually do join your business as distributors, only about two to 3% of those will actually be your runners or your stars, you know, that will actually duplicate um, the things that, that you're doing to build your business. So um, we're looking at then for every 100 people that you sponsor into your business, only two to three of those will be your stars. <laughs> Again, crazy, crazy numbers. So that leaves the other, um, you know, 98, 97% that are already in your business, you're turning through them to find to find your two to three stars, right? And then you tack on top of that, just the sheer number of people you have to talk to, to get 100 people in your business, uh, the math is absolutely staggering, right? Right? If, if there's a if we're talking about two to three percent, let's just say three percent, just to make it easy, um, three percent of the people become stars. So to get three, you have to sign up hundred, right? If you want a, roughly nine or ten, you're gonna have to talk to, or you're gonna have to sign up. Sorry, not even just talk to. You're gonna have to enroll and sponsor three hundred people, right? And so to enroll and sponsor three hundred people, remember it's a three percent conversion rate. You're gonna have to talk to how many prospects? You do the math, but again, it's it's very very staggering. And and because there's such a small percentage that kind of rise to the top, what happens is you're just churning through massive massive amounts of people. Right, so already we're getting a picture of why network marketing gets such a bad name, right? Why network marketing gets such a bad rap? Because we're we're we've defined network marketing as a recruiting business, and we've what we've done as a practice is just churn through people to find the ones that will stick. That's never been. That's never been. Yeah, I've I've always uh, had. Uh, yeah, I, I that that. As always, that principle um, I've, I've always been in contention with because, like, just throwing up a mud against the wall and seeing what sticks, I know is a um, is a, a pretty common mindset in the profession. Um, it's it's one that I never subscribe to because people are more than just numbers, right? People are more than just stats that we churn through just to to in order to find what we want out of out of the business, right? So again, like this is this is one of the big reasons why um, recruiting is an issue, especially because it doesn't have to be the case anymore, right? Yes, the limitations of the compensation plans used to dictate that, but more and more compensation plans are adapting to the marketplace where um, you don't actually have to recruit a single 
single person to start making money in the in the profession in the business. You can just sell products, um, uh, acquire customers, take care of those customers, and and you can make commissions on on the customer sales, um, as opposed to having a business built solely on recruiting. Again, the fact that the fact that we're still perpetuating this recruiting as the business um, is a little silly to me. I understand why we do it. I mean, it's because the, the profession is struggling right now and it's in decline. And so what do we do when we're in decline? Well, we do what we, what we, we've always done and that's what we do best, right? Right. We've gotten really good at creating systems and, 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 you know, creating skills around recruiting over the years. And so we rely on, on those skills, especially the top leaders. Um, we rely on all of, all of these skills that we already know how to do, um, that we're very, very good at, uh, in order to bring momentum back into the, into the, the business. However, the issue is the marketplace is completely different and is not respond as, as responsive, I would say, as it used to be five, 10, 15 years ago. Right. Um, uh, moreover, what ends up happening is that even, even if your numbers are good and even if you're really, um, let's say you're getting in four or 5% in conversion rate, the churn rate is just as fast because people not only realize that you're, you're churning, you're churning through them as a number, but they, they also recognize that there's more options out there for them, um, uh, different ways of creating income for themselves that don't require recruiting. Right. Right. So so there's there's, you know, that part of, of the issue. Now, as far as the stats goes, you, you, you might also be saying, well, you're not doing all the work yourself. Right. You're um, you know, when your people get in, you help work their list and you help them work their list and you're driving depth and in your organization, et cetera, et cetera. You're doing presentations for them. You're helping them close this. Um, and I get that again. Um, uh, that totally makes sense. And, and what you have to realize that only two to three percent of the distributor field will, will actually uh, grind it out that hard. I remember doing it myself and, and I'll occasionally still do it um, and, you know, to help to help new people in my organization get their business started, uh, started quickly. Um, I remember early on, though, that's all we did. Right. We, 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 we would travel around the country, eventually internationally to do presentations in living rooms. And, and as, as that local market grew, we'd start doing presentations in hotel, uh, in hotel conference rooms, et cetera, et cetera. But it was always the, the handful of, of one, two, three percent um, who were doing all the presenting, who was doing the closing. So it relied a lot on the, the, that small percentage of people to, again, churn through and find, um, first of all, the two to three percent that will actually join the business and then find the two to three percent that once they join the business will will duplicate these these uh, behaviors. Um, it's all about churn. It's still all about churn, no matter how you look at it. And even if we teach ethics and, and integrity and treating people right and and developing communities, um, all of that gets lost in translation. Right. Like the the uh, the deeper down your organization gets um, the messages of, you know, teaching ethics, teaching morals and, and teaching community and all that, all that fluffy stuff, which is, which is essential. Um, all of that starts to get lost in translation, right? The, the, the message and the principles um, of, of integrity and ethics starts to really get watered down. And what, what remains is sponsor, 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 as many people as you can get, right? Just churn through the numbers. What, re what, what sticks is the churn, right? Um, 
the, uh, another thing this another thing about this is well uh, the argument might be that's why we do events right we we create the, these events live events and so so that we can foster a community where we can nurture the people who aren't yet in that top uh, two to three percent right so that they can they can develop themselves we teach them personal development we teach them skills sure all well and good all well and good but the st statistic still remains the same. And what's even crazier is the, of the people that get in, right? Like the top two, 3% become your, your rock stars. Um, the rest of the 97% barely, uh, well, okay. So when I, t when I say rock stars too, the top two, 3% are the, are, are the ones that will enroll and sponsor 10 or more people. Everybody else really pretty much struggles to get five, right? If that, and, and a full actual 70% never sponsor anybody at all. And so even if, even if, you know, you want to talk about the, the, the sunshines and daisies that the events bring, and don't get me wrong, I love the events and I think they're really important. And I, I believe in, in the community building aspect of network marketing, but the real, the real purpose, the underlying hidden purpose of events is to keep people in, right? And, and this, is, this is evidence in the fact that there is a very derogatory, derogatory term for people who stay in and who get attached to events but never build. The industry calls them cookie eaters, right? How crappy is that? How crappy is that? Let's just keep them in. Um, they'll eat cookies. It doesn't matter. They're part of the community. Um, they're still purchasing products. We'll, we'll, you know, make sure that we do events for them so that so that they, they feel like they're part of it. Um, but whether or not they build, it's okay because we're churning through the numbers. I'm not cool with that. I'm not cool with that. Um, not anymore, at least. Again, maybe that that made sense 20 years ago. 10 years ago, but it doesn't make sense anymore because we've adapted our compensation plans to not have to rely solely on recruiting um, to build a business. Now, don't get me wrong. Uh, I think I said this at the beginning of the show, at the beginning of the episode, recruiting isn't necessarily inherently bad or well, am I saying that it's wrong? Sure, it's required for like if uh, to access the the higher levels and the deeper levels of the of the compensation plan, you got to build a downline if you want to access those those larger payouts. However, however, it's yeah, uh, it's not the only it's not the only answer anymore, right? Now that now that compensation plans are starting to adapt to the marketplace and to address the fact that people don't want to recruit. I mean, that's the reason why compensation plans are adapting in the first place, right? Because people don't want to recruit and people can't recruit. Like a full 70% of the distributor field never recruits a single person. And so the, the compensation plans now, hopefully your company's compensation plan is adapting, but they're now adapting so that you don't have to enroll or sponsor anybody into your business before you start making money. You can just um, acquire customers and, and foster uh, nurture your customers. And you know, uh, you'll get paid on customer sales without having anybody in, in your own personal genealogy downline. Right. So there's no need for recruiting to be the only conversation. And in fact, I think we can um, we can have uh, more reach, a broader reach in the general public if we focused our attention and practice on selling products and services, which is what the business is anyways, right? Like when, if we, if we're continue to, to define network marketing as a business of recruiting, 
it seems it, it becomes even less legitimate than, than it was before in today's marketplace as a real business because people are out here um, and, and they're doing affiliate marketing. They're selling and promoting products, right? They're, they're, be, they're uh, building their content creation and on the social spheres. Um, they're, they're creating uh, influence for themselves and, and they're making money as influencers, promoting products and services, right? None of it has anything to do with, re- with recruiting. Um, so if if we op- if we really just let go of recruiting being the only answer for network marketing, um, we can broaden that conversation and and be yeah have have more reach um, and uh, and participate in the marketplace that everybody else is participating in as opposed to only talking to network marketers or people who have never heard of network marketing right generally that's the only people we've been able to get in in the business now because um, um, are people who haven't heard of network marketing because the people who have, have so many other options out there available for them, right? So what's the answer? Let's, let's not only, let's not just talk about recruiting, right? Um, let's not, let's not use these recruitment strategies in our presentations. Let's not, let's not make the, um, you know, these hypotheticals a selling point, um, and, you know, these big bulk packages as, uh, you know, the thing that drives the income in the business and, 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 and how to, how to make that money, how to capitalize is by recruiting people in your organization. Let's not, let's, let's, let's make that the, the, the secondary answer, right? Let's make that the secondary answer. In fact, I, I wrote something here in my notes that I believe is, uh, is good. Okay. So, um, recruiting, yeah, sorry, I got to read my notes here. Okay. Uh, instead of recruiting, uh, being, being, uh, the primary thing over sales of products, um, and services, let's let recruiting be the byproduct of, uh, sales of product and services, right? That I think is healthier when, when you do a presentation that's centered around and focused on, um, the products and the services, um, and you're creating income when you when you acquire customers and and through customer sales, ultimately people will see that and and the ones that will, are interested enough um, to and and get curious enough about what you're doing will approach you right. They'll select themselves into um, um, your 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 uh, a business conversation basically uh, because of, of of your activity, not because you've convinced them that they 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 should look at your opportunity because it's a great way to create income if you if they talk to their friends and family, right? Um, and if they get in on these bulk packages, it, you see how instead of instead of um instead of convincing people that never wanted to do the business in the first place by by doing actual business and promoting products and services and and you know um, generating customer sales the people who who might be interested in that model will approach you and you'll you'll never have to convince you know a room full of people um, who are there to look at the products and services in the in the first place you'll never have to try to convince them to do the business you'll never even you'll barely even have to mention the business in the presentation um, they'll just be naturally curious as to how how you're how you're uh, um, how you're uh, uh, creating income um, with this side side hustle, right? For those for those that are that are curious, um, so it's it's just a much natural way. And of course, you know when it comes to when it comes to even like online strategies, it's an even simpler. Um, it's a simpler funnel 
to sell somebody on a product or a service than it is to sell them on a on a business opportunity right uh, I, the example that i used in last episode is a bait and switch that that i was lo- i've been i've been looking at an individual i've been following who claims they're they're a, an affiliate marketer on their socials and that's why i was interested i wanted to learn what the affiliate model um business what the affiliate business model look like um so i i I opted into their, you know, master class, affiliate master, affiliate marketing master class, and all it was was a bait and switch for, for their network marketing presentation, all right, all right. If they had just focused on actually selling products, then then it wouldn't have been a big deal. It wouldn't have been a big deal. Now, is it working for them? Sure, it is. I I, I can see that, and and this individual is very successful. However, it it doesn't help the profession at all. <laughs> I don't think it helps the people who, um, who she's there. The I don't think it's helping the prospects who opt in, um, for an affiliate marketing uh, masterclass tutorial, um, to be to then see that they're just getting sold, um, uh, you know, a network marketing deal, right? Again, it's it's the same it's the same thing that I talked about um, in this entire episode. It's that churning through numbers, no matter. And and I think the 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 biggest issue with the recruiting mindset is it's just churn through the numbers in any way, shape, or form that you can. And that's when the that's where the bad practices come from. This one specific instance is is a great example, right? The affiliate marketer who's pretending to be affiliate marketer, but then the presentation is really just a network marketing presentation, right? Right. So again. I'm not saying that recruiting is wrong, but it, it can happen as a as a byproduct of selling products and services. And if you do that, it's just a healthier way to recruit, as opposed to actively recruiting and actively convincing everybody that you talk to um, that 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 uh, that's within three feet of you, right? The old three feet rule um, that uh, that they need to look at uh, this business opportunity that's going to change their life. Selling people on a dream that never gets fulfilled, right? Right? Then all the people that that uh, that we churn through or that get that they have gotten burned won't won't have gotten burned because all we got to do is help them sell products right and and in fact we're going to have to churn through less people there's not going to be a churn in the first place because the the people that that get into the actual business side of of uh, of your uh, of your efforts are the ones that want to be there and are willing to put in the effort so again um, the 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 what historically would be the the 2 to 3% um instead of churning through numbers to to find them They'll actually they'll actually select select themselves in, um, and and your efforts are going to be that much more um, fluid and healthy, right? And healthy. So uh, hopefully that makes sense. I know I was talking a little fast. There was a lot to get through, and and I I didn't want this to take forty minutes, um, but uh, but yeah, recruiting I think is is um, again it's it's not dead and it's not wrong or bad but uh, the fact that the fact that it's the primary focus and the fact that we still define ourselves to this day as a recruiting business I think is an issue and it's time to redefine that and that's what this whole mission has been all about I mean um, you know the redefined network marketing event back that I did back in um, in May of this of last year now <laughs> the, um, well, yeah, it's it's it, this is what it's all about. It's 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 redefining the narrative and the definition of network marketing, and then therefore the the practices, um, uh, the methodology, uh, so that so that we can broaden our conversation and and broaden our reach as a result. Um, so really, start teaching yourself sales. Start teaching yourself marketing, um, especially online marketing because it's it's really 
Yeah, I mean, we're already on, we're already doing it in, in terms of social media marketing. We're all most not, we're not doing marketing necessarily, but um, we're all posting and engaged in, in social media. So you might as well uh, turn that uh, turn that habit in, into productive use of time, right? And I'm not going to get into the specifics of that. And you know, that's that stuff that I teach ongoing on the show. So if you're not already subscribed, you might as well subscribe to the show, right? Um, subscribe to the YouTube or hit the plus sign on the app um, of whatever whatever podcast you. You might be whatever podcast app you might be listening to, and and uh, you know we're gonna have this conversation more and more. Now, uh, if you're not already part of the Redefine community, I encourage you to join us there. Uh, there's gonna be a lot of new stuff, a lot of um, well, I'm gonna yeah, just continually developing the system to number one, of course, get the word out um, about the network marketing, um, the Redefine network marketing movement. Um, but also to teach you to continue to grow my education around teaching people how to market online, how to use social media to to grow a influence, um, and and uh, you know eventually leverage that influence to whatever means and ends that that you want to uh, leverage that. All right, all right. So that's gonna do it for today. Again. Happy New Year. <laughs> that's a doozy for a first episode. Um, but we'll catch you we'll catch you in the next one that's going to be happening on Tuesday. Um, the, this is the last of the network marketing series, at least for now. We'll definitely revisit it um, um, repeatedly because I am a network marketer. It's not it's not something I'm hiding from. Um, but, uh, you know, I know I, I, I there's definitely some a ton of other topics that I want to cover here on the show, especially now that it's the new year. A lot of mindset stuff uh, are, is important for this time of the year. So we're going to cover some mindset stuff in the next handful of episodes. So make sure you tune in. Um, so until then, be well, be safe. We'll see you in the next episode.